I'm reading. I'm reading your text now. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Pay that Wi-Fi bill. Yeah, you know, you're right. Uh, yeah, man. Thanks for having us. Uh, Red River Podcast, and uh, everyone I know is from Lindenhurst. Our first collab episode. Yeah. 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 Together. So, yo, <laughs> Clem Fandango, then. But uh, kind of kindred spirits in that we're all uh, pop culture nerds. And uh, something you guys do in your podcast when you have a guest uh, often is uh, do countdowns of your favorite music, movies, TV shows, etc. So uh, I figured we'd have some fun and do a countdown of our favorite guilty pleasure songs. So before we get into our lists, let's just go around. What what do you guys consider a guilty pleasure? Um. I'll oh, let Sam start. I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. Center Square. Where am I? Um, <laughs> yeah. You're in, so, you're in the Jim J. Bullock. I am. <laughs> I am definitely there. Uh, Jim J. <laughs> speaking of pop culture nonsense. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, we all pretty much agree that we all, like the four of us specifically, more than most people, listen to probably the most amount of music that I know, 100%, For just sure. like everything. So um, it's a it's very hard to like gauge, but w- um, what I think and the way that I pick these songs are just something that's a little even extra outside of the box where it's like where you man it's it's really hard because we listen to everything what is a guilty pleasure i mean i guess a song that like your friends would like clown on you if you put it in the car basically Mm. you know like if you're driving and your friends just turn to you and they're like yeah what the fuck is this or like you wouldn't even think about putting it on you wouldn't even Mm -hmm. try to put it on in the car like, well, I, I'll listen to it after I drop you off. Only when you're alone, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did just recently. I we went out to. I had Mark Blum and Ron Grimaldi in my car, and I was listening to this band called Dury. And I'm not even gonna. Ex- I can't even get into you know what what it is that they told me that I was for listening to it, uh, <laughs> but they were just definitely not. They were they were very confused by my song selection. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh but the, they didn't make my, my list. But yeah, basically, I guess that's the criteria. Just basically, uh, you know, your friends, if you put something on, it's just like they'll look at you and they'll be like, uh, it, it didn't make my list. But I specifically, I remember listening to Steel Bars by Michael Bolton when we were younger. And my friend, <laughs> like we would like for years, my friends are like, why don't you tell people about the good Michael Bolton song? <laughs> so I think yeah. that's, that's a long yeah, for me. I like I as I'm older, I'm like, I don't feel guilty about like anything so i was trying to think of things like uh you know things if i was talking to somebody people someone that knows me like they'd be surprised like you fuck with that song are you you know like surprised to to hear that or um even at one point in my life it would be more like stigmatized to listen to so i had some like older stuff like that uh Mm. in there but really you know i got no shame to listen to anything yeah, basically the same thing for me. Like, no such thing as a guilty pleasure. If you like it, you fucking like it. Own that you like mm-hmm. it. But same kind of thing that, like, your friends would clown on you or roast you for liking it or just wouldn't expect you to enjoy the song or put it on in any context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think for me, too, like, it's kind of, I still get a douche chill kind of when I listen to it, but I love it anyway. <laughs> it's like right. eating something that you know is bad for you and right. you're going to feel like shit later, but like yeah. it feels good you, in the moment. You know, you know that smelling gasoline is wrong, but it fucking smells amazing. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it really it really does. I'm not going to lie yeah. to you. It really does. <laughs> Any of these songs on my list 
or any songs that if I was listening to about halfway through, I'd think to myself, like, you seriously, you fuck with this? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. even uh-huh. asking myself, I'm like, yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I, I got a whole bunch of them. So I'm just like looking at them specifically to like chop 10 out of them. But we'll... I'll, I'll do yeah, it was hard to put them in a numerical order too. Like that's, I, that's what of, I was gonna say. Mine are not necessarily like an actual ten to one countdown, but yeah. rather just a list. Like, of I don't 10. feel worse about listening exactly. to my yeah. first one than my tenth one. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. more embarrassed to tell yeah. you about my first one <laughs> like yeah. that. So I guess then know? we'll go counterclockwise uh, around this chat here. We'll start with John. Um, if you have any like honorable mentions first, and then uh, your number ten. Uh, yeah, give me a second to consult my actual list because I did have a list. One of the honorable mentions was uh, I can't think of the artist right now, but it's DJ something that do you think you're better off alone song? You know the bam bam bam. Alice bam, DJ. Bam. Yeah. Yes, Alice DJ. Yeah. That song. For whatever reason, that pops in my head and like. I get fucking like happy and into it and I'll sleep, <laughs> clean my whole fucking apartment and you know, make the bed, put new sheets on, gets me going. <laughs> That's not bad. That's a productive song, man. Yeah. It's a yeah. Audio at but all. At the, at the same time, none of my my friends would look at me fucking sideways if I put that on like what? you like you like nineteen nineties techno shit. I would clean your house with you, man. Yeah. <laughs> all right, come over later. <laughs> we'll put the twelve inch on. Fucking yeah. Is that code word? Okay. Is that your number 10 or? I, know, I thought you said an honorable mention. Yeah. And, That's then, not you, an, and, and then your number 10. Yeah. So then my number 10, uh, I'll give a little preamble of this. I came to this song because in 1993, Weird Al put out an album called Alapalooza. Weird Al is not a guilty pleasure of mine at all. He's probably the first music I ever got into and got me into a lot of other music. But there was a song on that album called Jurassic Park, which I thought was hilarious. And my mother would say to me, like, do you know, even know what that song's making fun of? And I said, no. She's like, you have to listen to this. And then she put on Donna Summer's MacArthur Park. And I thought it was the stupidest fucking song I'd ever heard in my Ah. life. A song about a cake melting in the fucking rain. (laughs) And then I learned it was a cover of of Richard Harris song from 1968. And uh, I love that song now and we'll leave it on in its entirety. Anytime it's on, I put it on myself and I bask in its glory that, you know, the green icing is flowing down and someone left the cake out in the rain. That's my number 10 guilty pleasure song. I, I got to tell right. you, cake, cake out in the rain. Um, I was watching a clip that somebody sent me and they were talking. Oh, Be Real was talking about how uh, he loves November rain, the video. But the one thing that he would take out of the video is <laughs> the part where it's raining yeah. and somebody knocks over the cake. So uh-huh. I, I'm glad you could bring that full circle for me. Hell yeah. Glad to do it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay, Brian. Uh, let's see. Do I have an honorable mention? I'm going to throw out uh, I'll Be Sure at Night and Day. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I love I don't really song. fuck with R&B. Like, I never yeah. liked it in the 90s. Me and Sam have a thing. Like, if, if it's a hip-hop record and the, and the, and the no chorus, cut. the guy starts singing... The yeah. hook, okay, yeah. Instead of a cut, like I'm, I'll shut that shit right off. I don't even want to hear from you again. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. But I heard this song. Uh, you know, I heard it back in the day when I worked at Record World and shit. Obviously, but I hadn't thought about it in years. And then on the the last season of the Wu Tang Clan uh, series, they were in the club or something, Raekwon or whatever, and they were playing that shit in the background, and it just struck me. I'm like, God damn, what the fuck was that song? Looking it up, and I'm like, Oh my god, and I was, <laughs> I've had it in my rotation. Yeah. Right, yeah, back. so right. not something uh, 
anyone would think I would be into. And then I'm going to go with my number 10, Eddie Rabbit, driving my life away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Always like that song. Eddie Rabbit's corny as fuck. I fuck with some old country outlaw stuff. Yeah. The, the love of rainy night guy or whatever. Yeah. That guy. But uh, I remember hearing it as a kid. And in that movie, uh, the follow-up to Dazed and Confused, what was it called? Um, Every, everybody Wants Him. Right. And they used the song in it. And I was like, God damn, that's a really yeah. fucking good song. Yeah, great I, chorus, great hook. It's about like truck driving, which, you know, it doesn't really apply to my life. I, you know, dispatch <laughs> some truckers and I drive on the Long Island Expressway about 50 miles a day, but in traffic. <laughs> so, but the driving couldn't be like a metaphor for anything. I don't know. But it's a great okay. song. It's a fucking great pop country song. Shout out to Eddie Rabbit for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. I, all I, right. I have I have a whole bunch of honorables. Uh, mm-hmm. Kokomo by the Beach yeah. Boys. That's <laughs> one of mine too. Yeah. <laughs> yo, when that when that shit like, I, <laughs> yo, dude, when when you're eight years old, that's like, yeah, <laughs> you're watching Full House and you're like, oh, he's yeah, trying okay, to say like, it's a Stamos version. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Jesse's rocking on the yeah, congos. Yeah. Yeah. Shout you know? cocktail soundtrack. I was just oh, gonna yeah, say yeah. to you, fuck with cocktail. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, the new Kanye album is pretty good. Sorry, hey. <laughs> that's a guilty Ooh. pleasure. Uh, people, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, I hate every band that sounds like Sublime except Sublime. Yeah, pick any okay. song. I could agree. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, Kid Rock's "Only God Knows Why." I-, I think it's a great song. It's really well written. Um, I, I know I posted about Kid Rock today because uh, he was on Rogan and I thought it was very funny because I mean, I could literally post an interview with a murderer or a drill rapper that killed like 18 people and, uh-huh. and it, and it yeah. would annoy people less. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, this guy just happens to, I don't know, like have, you know, conservative views. Uh, he shot English. the shit out of some Bud Light cans, though. He yeah. did. And they, that was one of the first things that they brought up. and It was very funny. He, I don't think he's, he, anything. he's drinking it again, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, tastes good. He's had like a football game. Like, yeah, wasn't he like a couple of months ago drinking Bud Lights? It's how ridiculous. Could you, how could you everything ever is ridiculous. Yeah. How, ridiculous? How could you ever quit? So uh, Bad English Price of Love uh, from their self-titled debut is fucking fantastic. It's yeah. I think it was co-written. Oh, no, maybe not Diane Warren. So I think maybe it was uh, that song's really good. Uh, the Dua Lipa song at the moment that I can't remember, but it's really like a good one. And then the last two, Little Dicky. Um, you know, when Dave came out the show, I was like, this guy's a fucking herb. I'm like, I don't want to watch this shit. He's like, clown- hilarious. he's clowning on hip hop. Listen, then I watched all three seasons. I thought this yeah. the greatest yeah. show I've ever seen. Uh, so Mr. McAdams yes. is fucking corny. But when I saw it on the show, I'm like, this is so good. Like, yeah, yeah. it's so good. Uh, and then the last song is a song that my band covered. Uh, Go West, King of Wishful Thinking. So. Oh, uh, yeah. Nice. Um, you can't even be guilty about that. That's like a perfect no, song. That's, yeah, that's a banger. <laughs> you know, so all right. So my number 10, which doesn't need to be a number 10, but it's here. Uh, there, there's a song uh, by an artist called Tuvlo, and it's called Glad That He's Gone. And man, I'll tell you what, like when you're listening to this song, it's hilarious because it's a female and she's like singing. And then you're like, wait, what the fuck is she singing? And and it's about pearl necklaces and only getting one dick for the summer. It's like a whole anthem. And like, you know, we 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 love uh, promiscuity. So we 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 uh, we promote anything, uh, you know, uh, about that. And Tuvlo, glad that he's you're gone. a pro ho on the uh, 
right yeah. the podcast. Well, well, listen, you know, we'll put all these songs together on a playlist yeah, you know, to attach sure. them to stuff. Yeah. But Tuvalo, glad that he's gone, which I know is like a deep cut. But when you listen to it, you'll understand it's a banger. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, you know, I was looking over my list today and I realized that I should maybe be in a new metal band. Nice. <laughs> so if anyone's looking for a DJ or a drummer for their band. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready? Uh, okay. So I have, this is a great song, I think, but it, it does contain a violin. So people might catch feelings. Uh, <laughs> Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card. Oh, that's not new metal. <laughs> no, but the nah. new metal, the new metal is coming. Don't worry. I know you, okay. you, you yeah. took, you I got took us there. You took us there and then you dropped yeah. us off at, at, at Ocean Avenue. What is that song called? Ocean Avenue. I think we were going yeah. to like, you know, something else, but no, we're, we're, we're going there. <laughs> I've had, I've had the uh, fortune or misfortune of seeing Yellow Card once and their violin player does indeed do a backflip when they play. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I think they're touring with uh, Third Eye Blind, I believe. That I thought that was something. something. I think so. <laughs> I don't know why I know that. But I I it's a pop on some like Ticketmaster's fucking shit that I saw. I wonder how we that backflip. Yeah, no, we all got an email. I'm I on wonder... the yellow card alert. Fucking yeah. send me email <laughs> <laughs> when they're in town. Next to the Lindenhurst text that I get, Lindenhurst Diner always yeah. texting me that they got BOGO on burgers. Two for one burgers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, you fat fuck, come eat this shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Skater Boy, Avril Lavigne. Banger. Okay. Josh Friesland drums. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Me yeah. neither. Call Me Maybe, which I think is one of the best pop songs of the last decade. I'll dance around like a teenage girl every time that comes on. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm openly a 311 fan. Yes. So as I, I've seen them with you. <laughs> there's a lot, a lot of cringe to sift through. Uh, but I'd like to direct everyone to a song on their first album called Raga Drop in which Nick Hassan does a very bad patois. Mm. <laughs> As opposed to his normal great patois. <laughs> oh, no. This is, this is egregious. Uh, and I, I was telling John before he went on, when I was in college, um, I wrote record reviews for the Hofstra Chronicle, and I got the first Trapped album to review wow. before it came out. Oh, I never reviewed it, but I listened to it. And I still like a bunch of the songs on it. Yeah. I, I reviewed a dope album for the Nassau vignette. <laughs> oh, wow. Dope. Like dope the band. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not like a dope album, like the fucking band dope. I was wait. Yeah. I was waiting for the name of the album. It's still dope. And AC Slade's dope. Okay. That was that era. Met, it was like dope snot. Yeah. Fucking all Cold chamber. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. This is dark. Power times. Man 5000. And, yeah, pro and it, probably my number 10 band. <laughs> Saliva. Click, wow. click, boom. That is perfect. There you go. <laughs> so this song, objectively, is trash. It's terrible. But there's a few things about it I like. Uh, the drums slap. They sound great. The scratches that they put in are perfectly placed. And whenever that click, click, boom in the chorus comes around and the rest of the music drops out, I'm in. You're a sucker <laughs> for gun noises and songs. The finger guns <laughs> come out. I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Some some legendary uh facial piercing drip on the singer. Yeah. Yeah. Watch out! Every every Long Island cougar is all about that song. So watch out when that song. Yeah. That and uh, Crazy Bitch by Buck Cherry, of uh -huh. course. Oh yeah. That's right Vito. That that's one. Vito's number two. 
<laughs> Let me tell you, I still ride for the first Buck Cherry album. That you, you got early as for breakers used to like warm up to all it up again. We had, a, would play the red, we had yeah. a huge poster in the practice space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My friend knew somebody that was playing in Buck Cherry, so we went uh we went for free, so I didn't pay. So it's okay. Um but they played fucking head like a hole. What I think oh, they no. opened they opened with head like a hole, and I think they closed with uh like a Kenny log. I think Footloose or some shit. Wow. Really weird, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I need to Magic. see that anyway. Magic. Magic right there. No, you don't need so to that's do. my number 10. Click, click. Okay. Saliva. Nice. <laughs> uh, I guess my number nine kind of follows in suit with that. Uh, it is from the band Payable on Death, also known as P.O.D. Nice. Oh, the wow. song is Alive. <laughs> Uh, I am not a big POD fan. Our, you know, mutual friend Joe Seattle had the first CD, the Southtown CD, when we were in high school, and I was very confused because I knew they were a Christian, whatever new metal band, something like that. But uh, yeah. Rich Jacovina, late Rich Jacovina, rest in power, Rich, once mentioned to me that the hook of this song, if Chino Moreno sang it, would be the sickest fucking hook in the world, and that never left my head. And I just, uh, it's one of those dumb drop D songs that kind of writes itself and whatever. But I know something about the song makes me love it. That hook is tremendous. That yeah. song. Yeah. <laughs> that That's an interesting point, too. You know, like if, if Chino sang it for sure. If it were Deftones hook, it would be, you know, a million times better. But it still works as a POD song. And they all probably had houses off of that song. So good for them. <laughs> I think they do. Yeah, yeah. Sure. definitely. Okay, Brian, number nine. That just made me think of, I should have put Drowning Pool on here. There was uh, a song they had. Not even the Bodies one. There was one, uh, <laughs> Away. That was uh, it. Not bad a song. But anyway, yeah. I'm going to go way back. This is this is guilty. When I was like a young man growing up, Van Halen was my shit. That's what I was into, hard rock, whatever. But I loved Duran Duran and the song Planet Earth. Oh, from yeah. the album Planet Earth. Which I know, uh, you know, Duran Duran became more in fashion or whatever, but they were like a boy band when they came out. They could play, though. It wasn't like, you know, that yeah. other shit. John Taylor crushes on the bass. Yeah, those but, bass uh, lines are ridiculous. Yeah, being a little metalhead, though, like being way into Duran Duran was an odd, mm -hmm. was an odd uh, thing. But <laughs> I didn't get it. I was like, they're fucking awesome. You know what I mean? I was devastated to learn, though, that, that, uh, that fucking... Nile Rodgers played the bass solo in Rio, mm. not John Taylor. That was devastating. Mm. Makes sense. But yeah, Planet Earth is an especially cheesy early Duran Duran song. Like probably girls on film like that era before Rio and uh, Seven and the Ragged Tiger came out. But yeah, Bye. that's my nine. <laughs> I'm so I'm so used to like hosting that I'm like, all right, we'll move yeah. right along. <laughs> I'm like, oh wait. <laughs> Speak when spoken to. All right, Sam, you're up. Uh I, I thought you were gonna mention when you mentioned Van Halen, I thought you were gonna throw in like a Van Hagar song because I know how uh fuck no man. I, I know how religiously uh anti Van Hagar you are. I thought you softened up for this podcast. I wasn't sure. The title track fifty one fifty, I'll fuck with that. Okay. <laughs> so um a couple of weeks ago, Karen and I drove into the city to go see a Smith's cover band that we always go to for like Valentine's Day. And on the way home, we were listening to like, you know, the filthiest songs we could think of. 
I threw on a song uh, called Cock Mobster by uh, the rapper MC Paul Barman. Oh. And even back yeah. then, he was kind of like corny and like it was just like it was like a he was like Little Dicky before Little Dicky. Like just I mean, like he has a song that's one whole palindrome. Like you, you look at the <laughs> lyrics and it's it's like ridiculous. So this song Cock Mobster um, is just him talking about the people that he wants to fuck. And, you know, he's like, I will slip my slim sword in Kim Gordon. So it's like those type of lyrics. And then the, the, the song goes and we're, we're about to jump on the, you know, the, the bridge. And he goes, Winona Ryder going inside her. And she started laughing. She's like, I'm going to say that forever. And I'm like, you know, we've been saying that for me. And my friends have been saying that for like 25 years. That's why she put it on my birthday cake last week. And I was like, I didn't know. And when that cake came out, I was like, you son of a bitch. I'm like, you got me. So <laughs> MC Paul Barman, cock mobster, fantastic stuff. Wow. I haven't nice. thought about him in a long time. Yeah, no Good one has. One. Good pull. <laughs> Just me. Okay, my number nine, another Christian band. Probably a love song to Jesus, but uh, I think it's good. The song's called <laughs> Spin. The band's called Lifehouse. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> okay i don't know if you guys have ever listened to the band crumb yes i don't nah. john you have sam you they were probably... they they were big amongst our six friends in high school <laughs> sam i think you would like this album they put out an album in the 90s called seconds minutes hours mm-hmm. jim atkins she... plays guitar in it oh wow okay. josh freese on drums and wow for some reason jenny lane from warrant sings backup on some songs oh interesting whoa K with crumb with a K or C? crumb with a C. It's <laughs> only on YouTube. I'll send you the link. Okay. Spelled how it sounds. <laughs> but this song reminds me of that album. Okay. It it's just a good rock song. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't thought of Lifehouse in a while. That's a good point. I never knew Jim Atkins played in that band. Jim Atkins was on that album. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wondered how that album, like, you know, got to our group of friends. Cause like i I feel like I've tried to look them up and there's they not played at Ground Zero. That. They played at Ground okay. Zero with Far. Oh, okay. And I did not watch them that night. Gotcha. I wish I did, but I didn't. Interesting. So, yeah. yeah. Spin by Lifehouse. My there number nine. Yeah. Let me consult my list here. Uh, my number eight is going to be uh, a Britney Spears song called Toxic. Mm. This is a very, Uh very popular song, Total Banger, written by uh, 90s dance star Kathy Dennis, I believe. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. (laughs) Yeah, Hmm. that's that's an old crush of mine. Shout out to her. Mm. Yeah. The Touch Me Baby All Night Long was her hit, I believe. But everything about it's one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect pop songs, you know. Everything hits where you want it to. And not much more to say than that. And I, I would assume most people not take me to be a Britney Spears fan, as I am not by and large. But I, some of those songs hit the right way. Max yeah, Martin knows what he's doing. I'll tell you this. Sure. Uh, so uh, Mark Ronson did a great cover of it. I never knew right. this. I never knew the song until I heard Mark Ronson put it on his mm-hmm. versions album. And I think it was um, I forgot who sang it. Uh, maybe Nathaniel Mary, one of those guys. And then ODB was on it, too. Um, gotcha. Great, great stuff. Uh, Local H also do a cover of it. Okay. That's pretty good. Okay. Uh, Brian. Uh, what do I got here? Oh, shout out. Britney, speaking of Britney Spears, too, I should have met Slave, right? That Neptune's production on Slave. Yeah. That's a guilty pleasure, too. 
Um, my number eight, I'm going to go with Ted Nugent, Stranglehold. Now, actually, all of Ted Nugent's old shit, I'll put in there. Because Ted Nugent's old shit was fucking amazing. And if he didn't like, like, I try to separate the art from the artist or whatever and all that shit. But like, Same, if he, yeah. he, his legacy would be treated so differently in rock history if he didn't like. He go off the way he did yeah, <laughs> yeah. stranglehold is a bad ass fucking song that song yeah. is below the belt the vocals are insane um the, the breakdown part in that with the bass line the shit is badass and this wow. whole like i don't like like his entire catalog i shouldn't say i fuck with but i had like that great gonzo's uh you know fucking cassette that was always like Seven ninety nine and fucking Caldor or Kmart yeah. in the fucking bargain <laughs> bin or whatever. Uh-huh. But, but Paralyzed, Dog Eat Dog, even Cat Scratch Free, they, they were all, I loved all those fucking songs, but Stranglehold in particular. So. Stranglehold is all over that movie, The Iron Claw, that came out not that long ago because one of the yes, it was. brothers used that as their entrance music. And um, Rockstar, when, when yeah. Marky Mark was Aww. hooking up with that, that uh, trans lady. <laughs> was she trans? Yeah, remember? Wasn't he in the? Oh, I don't know. Um, also, <laughs> dazing, dazing, confused. Yes, yes, yeah. That was sure. That was really, uh, probably where the first time I heard it because I, I didn't really, you know, uh, listen to any of that. You didn't fuck with the Nuge. <laughs> I about when he was in Savage Animal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Savage Animal. Savage. What about animal. that era? You know. <laughs> He would. He looked the most annoyed in that house. The Nuge was like fucking. He, because that guy doesn't even like drinking shit, right? Can you imagine no. being around Sebastian Bach, totally this sober? Is, I, I, thought, I thought Bonham. Bonham was the most pissed when he had to play Punishment, the Biohazard song, right? Oh, Wasn't he like uh, pissed about yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Damn. Not. Oh, damn, bring back that show. Democracy. Yeah. 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 Yo, you know what? I'll uh, pick the next five guys, though. Fuck those five guys. We'll pick a different. <laughs> My turn. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Gigi Allen, I know he's a very polarizing figure, but uh, he does a really good cover of uh, that Warren Zevon song, Carmelita. And, you know, people have opinions on him and he's got some bangers, but like that song in particular, granted, it's a cover. I mean, I could have gone with some other ones, but uh I feel like uh, anytime I put his shit on, it's a guilty pleasure for sure. Yo, one day I showed my dad when I was younger, I had the hated VHS tape. Yeah. And uh, to this day, my dad's like, remember that guy who would like shit on the floor when he sang? And I was like, I sure do, man. I'm like, he, he was he I don't think he ever fully recovered from that. So, no. <laughs> Well, if it makes you feel better, I don't think he'll hear this. Yeah. <laughs> no, because he's dead. Right. Yeah. Very nice. He's not dead. Okay. I mean, he might be. I think, yeah. So, <laughs> so my number eight, three guys who probably couldn't be more the opposite of Gigi Allen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a Jonas Brothers tune up here. Oh, wow. Burn it up by the Jonas Brothers. Okay. So this is like a real Disney Channel pop song, but it's just so good. Uh, whoever they had in the studio playing drums that day, they just gave full freedom. But the drumming's fantastic on it. And it's just, I don't know, it's just catchy as hell. And a fun memory I have of this one, I was cruising around New Orleans with a girl I was seeing at the time who was from there. 
and I put this on. She immediately rolls up the windows. She's like, dude, you're going to get us killed. We're in the hood right now. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> well, sh- shout out to the diabetic Jonas brother. <laughs> oh, which one's that? I don't I don't know. Jimmy? Is there a fucking Jimmy Joe? <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Joe? Oh, Jimmy Joe. There's a, there's a Nick, and I think he... Uh, I think he might have gotten into some trouble recently. Really? Uh oh. So yeah, I think I think Nick's uh, got jammed up. Got jammed up. <laughs> Yo, know. I've been watching, rewatching Eastbound and Down, and and um, Adam Scott was in the one of the episodes, and and he shows up with like a a, a, a American Express card, and then <laughs> uh, Kenny Powers' brother was like, "Is that a is that a gold card?" He's like, "A gold card might get you to go see the Jonas Brothers." This card will get you to, to they'll suck your dick or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, it's so funny the way he said it. Just that show is amazing. And, you know, shout uh, out to the Jonas Brothers, except for yeah. Nick. He got jammed up. Yeah, he's he's into something. Yeah. Free, Nick, free Nick Jonas or don't. It depends on what he did. Are there only three of those brothers? Is there like, I like that, that we know there's like another one that like wasn't that good at music. He wasn't that yeah, good at like, anything. Like the they, third like, Manning locked... brother that's not a football player. Oh, they like <laughs> locked him away somewhere or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's, always the like, there's always like the mystery sibling that's like. Yeah. He just wasn't good at anything. I don't know. We didn't know what to do with him. Couldn't be in the band. Get the fuck out of here. Easy account. <laughs> just give him yeah. a clipboard. You're the manager. <laughs> Shut up. I'm, I'm going to learn the casino business. Free Nick. Yeah. Free Nick Jones. <laughs> All right, John. Uh, this one shouldn't, I'm again, like not really a guilty pleasure, but it's the first song I remember being my favorite song when I was like three or four years old. And I would hear it in my uncle's car all the time. It's from 1986. It is Genesis, uh, from Genesis, Invisible Touch. Mm. And I guess mm-hmm. a lot of people that like Genesis probably like the proggier Genesis, maybe more than the 80s pop Genesis. But Phil Collins fucking ruled the 80s, both in Genesis and his solo shit. And I, th- that might be the first video I remember seeing. And I I heard it in my uncle's car all the time. And I ran around as a little kid singing, uh, you know, he, she's got a built-in ability over and over again. And I don't know. I love this song. Probably not a guilty pleasure. Probably some people like it, but. Uh, that's an earworm song. They drill that chorus into your uh-huh. fucking head. Yeah. And then it's got like the modulation and it goes up a step and that whole fucking deal. Yeah. I think my favorite Genesis is actually when Phil first started singing like Abacab that era because mm-hmm. it still had a little proggy overtones, but like, you know, yeah, he was sneaking his shit. had the pop structure going <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. He, he had is that like the turn forward. it on again. Is that that yeah. era? Misunderstanding. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Bangers. Okay. Shout out to Land of, okay, Land of Confusion video too. That was around oh, me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with this is a particular. Not this song per se, but a particular version of the song. But uh, when Lady Gaga was on Howard Stern and sang uh, The Edge of Glory on the piano. I was going to put this in. Were you? Yeah, because of of Stern. God, I remember hearing it like the first time. And I didn't think nothing. You know, I'm not a big guy. I don't have anything against her. She's obviously very talented. It's just not, you know, my cup of tea or whatever. But uh, without all like the... uh, like some of the she like overdoes the production and shit. I mean, listen, she should take career advice from me. What the fuck, you know? Do I know? But like hearing her stripped down, just the talent of her with the piano and her vocal and how good it was, it's fucking incredible. It's one of the most amazing renditions of a song I've ever heard. I was blown away by that. Like to the point where at, when the song ended, 
it was like quiet <laughs> like yeah. in the stern audience and in my car you know it's like wow Blew me away. It felt yeah. like a Springsteen song when she was doing it, to be yeah. honest with you, you know, um, I remember yeah. him doing uh, her, her, you know, like doing that. And 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 it, uh, it what I remembered about it was like, OK, here's this person that has a lot of pop layers and pop production. And then she plays this song and you're like, oh, OK, this is still very good. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about the song, you know, it's uh, but yeah, incredible. And it's actually she she must have did a version of it on some because uh, I was like listening to the songs preparing for this episode or whatever, and I just typed it in and there is a version of her playing it that way on Spotify. It's not from the Stern Show; it's from like a holiday album she did. So if you feel like listening to it, all right, ready, all right, Sam, um, me, um, okay. So there's a guy named Mod Sun. I don't know if anyone knows who he is. He seems like an older guy who linked up with John Feldman from Goldfinger that does all the songwriting. Uh, mm. And I heard one of the, his songs and it's called Karma. And it was like pretty much like one of my favorite songs of like two years ago. Kind of like blew me away. I feel like Machine Gun Kelly, don't tell anyone, uh, directed the video and maybe Travis Barker played drums. But when you hear this song, it's so good. But like, I feel like, like if I was driving around, you know, uh, New Orleans, like with this, I would definitely roll the windows up because I'm like, ah, <laughs> I, I, I just, I feel like every every time I listen to it, I feel like any person I've ever made fun of should come and make fun of me, for sure. Because I'm <laughs> like, I'm like, all right, guys, you got me. So, Mod Son, <laughs> the song is called Karma. It's very good. Mod Son. Okay. All right, my number seven, uh, more of a guilty pleasure band, I guess, because people hate them so much. But this was their first single. I think it rocks. Runaway by Bon Jovi. Okay. I, I will agree with it rocking. Mm -hmm. And being maybe yeah. my favorite Bon Jovi song. Wow. Oh, yeah. On the streets where you I... live, girls talk about their social lives. It's just one of those facts of life, you know? <laughs> one One thing about Bon Jovi songwriting wise they really know how to take a song out at the end there's always like some key change or the or guys something. that write their songs for them do well, <laughs> the desmond it's, child it's mostly the, the keyboardist yeah i think the keyboardist yeah. is like the big songwriter in the yes band. is he but uh david brian so. is that his name yeah brian, brian yeah. david david brian, brian one yeah. of those yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> he had like a perm right that guy yes <laughs> yeah oh that <laughs> the guy. blonde perm guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know he does not have a rest stop named after him so we don't really no. care no but he is the star of runaway for sure <laughs> and i think if you soloed out the falsetto at the end of the song it probably sound like a cat dying <laughs> also one of the greatest tattoos of all time is uh, that little Superman tattoo Bon Jovi has. It's like, <laughs> yes. it's like, it's like the size of a dime. You yeah. know, he's like, he's like, fuck you, mom. I'm going to get this tattoo of like, or a Superman yeah. thing. on. Like, it looks like a, I'm going to wear a leather vest with nothing under it. <laughs> looks like a, it's just the greatest tattoo ever. Shout out to Re him. Rest in peace, John Bon Jovi's vocal range, which died <laughs> ten, 10 years ago or so. Hey, that's too, too soon. Yo, those videos. Scary. <laughs> I mean, granted, listen, I wish I could play. It's like turning the key and the car ain't starting, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it it was you know it was something. Yeah. 
It was something. Uh-huh. You know, a, a singer I used to play with went to his same vocal coach. <laughs> and he was he was talking to him about that. And he's like, yeah, the guy can still sing. He's just getting lazy. And I keep telling him that. Mm. But he insists. I think it's, it's like a mental thing. Like he thinks he can't hit those notes anymore. And his vocal coach is like, no, dude, you're just getting lazy. Like, yeah. You have to practice. The band's older. like, we can't tune these guitars down any lower, man. <laughs> yeah. we, we sound like corn. We sound yeah. like corn now. We're wearing B, man. <laughs> Richie Sambora's played an eight string. Richie Sambora hasn't played with him in a very long time. No, but he is still killer. Like, yeah. that's what he's meant. Like, man, like Richie was still hitting those notes. John, mm-hmm. not so much. Is he not in the band anymore? No, he I don't believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. News to me. Yeah. Just Tico, David, Brian, and John holding it down. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> All right. John. We're at number six, right? Uh, my next one, also yeah. arguably, yeah, people would call this maybe the cheesiest song, one of the cheesiest songs, but uh, more than words by Extreme. I think it is absolutely a fucking perfect song written like that. Yeah. I think Gary Sharon's voice is like, eh, sometimes, but Nuno is a fucking shredder and a half, and a beautifully written, like perfectly written song, another e- earworm. In 88, 89, I've realized is, uh, since I'm born in 83 is like the year where music comes into my head that I totally remember. And again, this video totally hit me at a perfect time that I watched it a million times when I was younger. But I, I love the song and I, I suppose it's a guilty pleasure. It's amazing. Uh, it, yeah. and one thing that I will say about this song. Um, so we we. Neil Rubenstein caught me playing this at the end. Like he was like filming one of our videos and he put it in at the end of one of our videos for like a verse and a chorus. And it was just random. And like, I'm like listening to it going like, man, I love more than words. And so I'm like playing it. It's so good because the, the lyrics to it, like it's a pop song, but the lyrics are actually genuinely thoughtful. Yeah. You know? Like you listen to kiss forever and you're like, this shit is fucking garbage. You know, it's like, you know, it's like these lyrics are just fucking garbage uh, to throw them under the bus. But then you hear more than words and you're like, oh, what you're trying to say is like, like I very, very relatable, very smart and very well done. Yeah. Nuno does not get his props as a guitarist. I don't think oh, I, no, and even like, of his, his harmonies on that song are what made the song almost entirely to me as well. You know? Yeah. Yeah, his props right. are that, you know, when Big Axe, Rihanna, whoever the fuck mm-hmm. tours, that, that's who gets the call, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Guys, yeah. That guy's a pro. Yeah. Uh, all right, my next one. I mean, they might make appearances on. I would imagine they're a guilty pleasure. Uh, porn. <laughs> my this porn, The song I uh, picked is Twisted Transistor, but it could be basically any porn song. Like, I, I've always said about corn. You know, like if I was a little younger, I probably would have been like all about that shit. You know what I mean? But it was like after my era of metal or whatever. But, uh, you know, simple formula, breakdowns, bringing them up. It's got to, to young teenage, whatever the fuck. But like with a total groove to it, they had their own sound. They flew the flag of metal and nobody else really was. But I could always I always said that I could take like probably their entire career and make like eight songs. And I'm like, these are, I fuck with these songs. You know what I mean? And Twisted Transistor, that's just the one I landed on. 
you could probably take 10 songs from the entire discography and make one fucking sick yeah. album out of all of it. Yeah. The exactly. first album came out when I was in seventh grade and I was all about it. Yeah. And then the next one came out and I was like, oh, wait a second. This all day I dream about sex thing. I don't know about that. Yeah. It didn't really <laughs> hit the same way. Or their low rider cover, or you know, or the, yeah. the song Twist, which some... is just oh, gibberish. <laughs> the cameo cover. Yeah, they've well, that, done that's some later, really yeah. embarrassing shit. You know what I mean? It's like and that's the, why the HR Geiger they... mic stand that he had, or whatever. Yes, and like whether you don't like their sound or whatever it's, their tone, it is but there, they, cre- they created yes. it, and like uh-huh, for sure. nobody yeah. sounded like that. You know, you know so, the, the the more Brian talked about them, the more I was like, yeah, man, you know what? You're right. You're right. And then John just hit him with like a four piece combination. It took him right <laughs> out of my brain. He's like, he's like this. And I'm like, God damn. I'm like, I, I was feeling bad for a minute. And then John just like smoked him off like my radar. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Fuck them. Yeah, yeah. That them and the Deftones kind of brought like that seven string thing into, you know, fashion at that time with heavy music. Sure. But I mean, but the yeah. bands really sound nothing alike besides that they're down down tuned, you know. No, well, that well, that the Deftones' first record, you know what I mean, is in that mm-hmm. and more in that camp, and then there was like leaps and bounds in another way, yes. you know. By the time around the fur, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I'll fuck with a couple of corn sauce. Sounds good. What are we up? To? Are we at the halfway mark or are we at the six? six? Something like that. That was okay. my six, I think. Um. All right. So you know, growing up in Queens. You know, growing up non-white for sure. <laughs> Shout out to all my non-whiteies. Uh, John Cicada, just another day, man. That chorus. Oh wow! You know, like I can't listen to <laughs> any other of his terrible discography, but uh, just another day was great. It was just like you know, I always had a love for melody and big choruses, and this one just had it, and it, it was just really good. And whenever I hear it. I feel nostalgic for like whatever it was, 1990. Like I just picture like, you know, fucking like Daisy Fuentes doing a fucking countdown and this song comes <laughs> on and shit. Um, so, yeah, shout out to John Cicada. Just were you day. ever lucky enough to watch his concert with Bernie Williams on the MSG network several years ago? <laughs> wow. wow. No, but like that <laughs> sounds famed, famed jazz guitarist Bernie Williams. <laughs> I, I knew he played. I knew he played yeah. for sure. I didn't know. You know, I guess that makes sense. You know, he's not going to pop up on anything else. But no, I uh, no, probably not. You know, I suggest seeking it out. OK. <laughs> That was also one of the rare songs where you would hear the Spanish version as much as the English version being played. Did I don't even I didn't even I didn't even know there was a Spanish version. Yeah. Is it is it because you hung out at Joe Seattle's house and his mom probably played it? <laughs> no, that would have been like Mark Anthony or something. Okay. That's true. Shout out Lord Seattle. Who didn't? Yeah. All right. So my number six. Uh this is like one of the fourth tier new metal bands. And this is no. the only song I really know by them. But I, for some reason, I love it. It's poem by Taproot. Wow, digging in the crates over there. I know that band. Yeah, yeah. This song. Go, go on. Yeah, objectively, really annoying vocals, but the hook is really good, and the bridge of the song is just like this really clever breakdown. That's like three measures of three and a measure of four, and I like a clever breakdown. There was some kid in. there, sorry, there was a kid yeah. in high school who must have been on the Roadrunner Street team or some shit like that, because he would always give me those like promo tapes 
of fucking like bands coming out. And I remember him giving me a taproot one and he gave me a, like a head EE one. And I'm trying to oh, think boy. of the other fucking band. Hoobastank. <laughs> not even. Lucky but... you. <laughs> yeah. Lucky me. So there were so many at that time. Uh huh. Just like countless. Or like the con- the concrete marketing samplers or whatever the fucking, you know what I'm talking concrete about? Concrete corner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Laced you up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is some real like fucking eyebrow piercing UFO pants bullshit. <laughs> but I got zippers where I don't need zippers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just love it. Got zippers. I love it. Yeah. Shout out to every zipper. So that's my number six. <laughs> Shout out to Taproot. All right, John, number five. Uh, this one goes to a band that has come kind of back in fashion, I guess, ironically, because of this. Uh, the band is Creed. Their album is Human Clay, and the song is Higher. <laughs> Riffs for days. Aside from his uh, fucking terrible Yarl, which, you know, ruins the band entirely, I will mention Rich Jacobina once, uh, once again, and that he once said that this song sounds like an inside song if you had Mike Malama singing on it, and I can't disagree with that. <laughs> At I all, was, uh, I was just about to say, take mm-hmm. the vocals out. It's it could be inside, it could be mineral, like it's just a good drop D rock song, yeah. You know, and somehow it works. And they never got the uh, damn Yankees comparison of can, on "Can You Take Me Higher," you know? Oh shit! Where they probably fucking stole it from entirely. But getting I, back to the nudge, I was just I, gonna say another nudge. It is right? full Brett the Hitman heart look. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say that Tremonti guy is really good. I remember totally. I, I remember listening to like I always thought to myself, if this guy would just stop singing like the riffs on a lot of those songs, mm-hmm. minus that terrible production as well. You like like some of those riffs sounded like they were hum. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, this yep. is like a hum riff. Like, what the fuck is this? His solo stuff is pretty sick, too. Yeah. And I like the, the other guy he works with, uh, Miles Kennedy. He's a really good singer. Yes. Uh, what is the name of that other band? Alter Bridge? Alter, Alter Bridge. Yeah. Alter yeah, Bridge, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I'm glad we're digging through the weeds here with the most nonsensical footage. We're, we're mm-hmm. in. We're knee-deep in. For also sure. another love song to Jesus, I think. Yes. I, all the Creed songs are arguing about Jesus. That is true. <laughs> they always, they're real clever, but they'll like do not say Jesus directly. So it could be about no. a girl or it could be about <laughs> Jesus. That's uh-huh. how you like uh-huh. straddle that camp. Pe- <laughs> Pedro the Lion fucked me up like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, one day. <laughs> but he's like a bait and switch, I feel. <laughs> no, but but like when, when he was all about that life, like I was like, uh-huh. I was at the show at uh, Williamsburg music i guess it was north six at the time and they were playing and it was the first time i saw them and in between the songs he's like all right i'm gonna take questions and like the whole time i'm like oh whatever and then the girl next to me was like uh can you tell me where the love of god is in your life right now and i was like what the fuck did she just ask and he's like hmm he's like that's a pretty personal question he's like when you see me afterwards she's like we'll talk about it and i was like yo where the fuck am i right now i had no idea uh. I got schooled. They're like, oh, yeah, they're kind of like a Christian. Yeah. And then he lost faith. Shout out to him. Mm. It happens. Yeah. All right. Brian, number five. Piggyback off Creed because these two bands played at a club. I work. Creed, when right when they broke big, they were signed to play this club that I worked at in Hampton Bays. So they were too big to be playing at the club, but they were already contractually ob- obligated to. And Scott Stapp was the biggest prick. But anyway... 
uh, Fuel opened up for them, the song. Uh, so the song Shimmer, uh, you know, so uh, I always had Fuel. Like, I, I didn't know, I don't even know anything about this band or whatever, except that they played with Creed at a club I worked at one night. And that's when I first heard that song. But I was like, God damn, that is a damn well-written fucking yeah. song. Like, uh, sounds great. The guitar is great. The The hook is amazing. It's a well-crafted, perfect song. May we all write that one song that'll bring yeah. us to every carnival from here to Ohio. We could always play state fairs or yeah. whatever the fuck, you know. Somehow the drummer from Candaria ended up in fuel for a little bit. Yeah. Ken Shock. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I go. Very good. Uh yeah. okay. So I'm gonna go with Millie Vanilli, Girl, I'm gonna miss you. Always love that song. <laughs> it's a tragedy for me to see. Yo, out of all their singles, I love that song. Uh, I didn't even give a fuck, you know, when that. I mean, I guess everyone was like, wow, that's weird that they didn't say their, their producer guy died recently, right? Shout I out remember to reading that. R.I.P. Yeah. I had no idea. But We're using th- that same fucking breakbeat on every single song on that album, right? The Mary Jane's Roach clip thing. Ashley's that is Roach. true. Roach that is yeah. true. <laughs> I mean, and the documentary was pretty fascinating, too. Um, is that Netflix? Yeah. I think. No, I think it was I a Paramount so. Plus, or oh, was maybe. it Netflix? Or yeah, I think it might have been a Paramount Plus one. Honestly. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that's what it was. But uh, yeah, that song always hit. And goddamn, they were so big. They were so. They were so big. big. They were on an episode of the Super Mario cartoon where they played Mario World. <laughs> I, wow. I missed that, but yeah, I yeah. I, I believe it. <laughs> were they on the Doctor Fad show too? Maybe Steam Pipe Alley. <laughs> Mario Cantone. Shout out to Mario Cantone. Hell so, yeah. Uh yeah. Millie Vanilli, Girl, I'm gonna miss you is my favorite of that album. That's such a crazy story. And I can't believe that producer got away with that more than once. And like again later. Like I'm trying to think of the again other later. Hit. Yeah. yeah. Trying to think of the other hit he had after that. He's a trailblazer because I feel like a lot of people do that now. Like no one, uh-huh. even, you know, it's like, all right. I see, you know, I'm not even gonna say anything, but yeah, I see. A, a very funny thing to do if you've never done this. I was almost going to put this song on here. Uh, Tarzan Boy by Baltimore. Look up live performances of that song and look at the guy they had pretending to be Baltimore. And then look at them playing it now and see like the immigrant man who actually sang the song. And night and day, it's fucking wild. <laughs> wow. Same that's kind of you- thing. That's though. a YouTube Deep hole, if I've ever heard one, man. Yes. <laughs> I, I've been stuck in that many times. <laughs> Tarzan, boy. Uh, another honorable mention for uh, finally seeing the guy who sang the song and being like, what the fuck? But uh, Break My Stride, yes. Matthew Wilder. Mm-hmm. Was not expecting a weird-looking white, guy? white Spanish guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man. Nope. Very, very jarring uh-huh. after decades of hearing that song. In yeah. the weeds, in the weeds. Okay, so my number five is uh, just a real bubblegum warp tour pop punk song. At the time it came out, I was probably A, the only male, and B, the only person over 15 who liked it. <laughs> but the song's called Check Yes, Juliet. The band's called We the Kings. Wow. It's just undeniably catchy. Uh, I'm also a sucker for a well placed clap mm. in a pop song, yeah. and this song is full of them. My clap is when you can get people to spell out a word in a song. I think that that's like the ultimate, like, you know, you got one over on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the Bay City Rollers are your shit? Totally. S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y. <laughs> You're like, yeah. wow. You're like, Gloria. Hell. Yeah. 
So right. I had my suspicions that this band did not write the song themselves, and they didn't. Oh. I got this production team, uh, Sam Hollander and Dave Katz, the guys who wrote the Snakes on the Plane song. Wow. Wow, that's... Those, they they that's, wrote this that's one. That's the Cobra Starship song, the Snakes on a Plane yeah. song? Gotcha. Those are credentials. Wh- which I also love. <laughs> they certainly are. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Also, the video for the song uh, Addison Timlin from Californication is okay. uh, in the starring mm. role. That sounds like a name. <laughs> a few tidbits for you guys. But uh, yeah, <laughs> check Yes, Julia by We the Kings. All right. My number five. Putting that on my workout playlist right now. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> on the, okay, on the 41st side of things. Oh, I go again, huh? Let me, number four. Let me consult my list here. Uh... Oh, this one is from 1978. I probably heard it when I was four years old at a block party. It's by a group called The Village People, and it is the YMCA. (laughs) When I was in fifth and sixth grade, my father worked at JFK Airport, and occasionally when they would have unclaimed luggage and shit for too long there, he would bring shit home. And at one point, he brought home a book of CDs that had to have been a gay man's CDs because it, it, it had like the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack in it. And uh, th- that I think okay. this might have been on it, but like a Village People CD, brand new heavies, all this sort of shit, like 1993, nice. 94. And I went through a huge fucking disco phase. And I guess it's just like the drum and bass shit, the rhythm of it all. But. YMCA fucking slaps, and that bass line is unbelievable, and it's a silly, silly song, but it's a fucking <laughs> song that gets stuck in your head, and there's a dance to it, and, you know? And there's I'm, spelling. I'm, spelling. Yeah. yeah. Too. Uh-huh. I'm just, exactly. I'm picturing, like, you know, Mr. Me coming home, and it's like, you know, the kids know that, you know, today is luggage day and, and they get to see what's in the luggage. <laughs> he would just, always, he would always have like foreign currency for some reason, <laughs> like fucking Lira coins and shit, earplugs, because he would be out on the runway sometimes, magazines from the planes themselves, like the free shit they give you on like uh, Air France and fucking lot the polish airline and all those other airlines and shit and occasionally people left shit he came home with a stereo once and fucking a book it. of cds <laughs> a whole nice. subscription to big right a forte soundtrack was in there <laughs> uh, probably ruined that gay guy's vacation man <laughs> no music something tells me he still got, got some fun yeah <laughs> On a similar note, my old roommate Ray really liked the song Fire Island by the Village People. Okay. So much so that he named the house. That he he named named the house Fire Island? (laughs) No. But he named the house that we lived in Fire Island. So, like, every now and then on Instagram or something, he would tag Fire Island, Mm -hmm. like a picture of us there. (laughs) So, people must have been wondering what the hell Uh, I was doing. People know. People know. People know. That's amazing. So, I didn't know that, like, so was Fire Island. I don't know. I didn't know that they had a song called Fire Island. So I guess Fire, oh, Fire yeah, Island has been a thing yes. that's been popping for a minute then. For oh, a long time. Yeah. Don't act yeah. like you don't know. <laughs> I don't. Fun, man. Yeah. You take the Sayville Ferry, not the Bayshore Ferry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm swimming. All right, Brian. Um, I'm going to go with the, the, this band's corny as fuck. Uh, <laughs> this song. I love the guitar tone on it. I first heard it on a, a CKY video. Um, Bam Majero is the biggest champion of this band. Him, 
him with the harsh, stupid hardogram bullshit. I think I know the song you're going with here. Uh, right here in my arms. Hell yeah, the one the video, with the video that's, on there. Yeah, yeah, that's a good song, man. It is a good it, song. It is good. Yeah, it sounds so good. It's so well recorded. Great hook. It's 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 a nice. You know, the lyrics are like the depth of like a tween girl's like dire dear diary or some shit. You know, yeah. it's ridiculous when I'm like a grown man listening to this <laughs> this angsty whatever fucking heartthrob from Finland. But anyway, it's it's a great song. It's fucking, they had like maybe three songs that weren't that bad to me, but they were all like you know. I bought that album because of that song in the video. I, I bought that album. They also had like a Wicked yeah. Game cover, I think. The Wicked that, Game cover. I, yeah. That was one that I would fuck with, and there was yeah. um, God, there was one more that wasn't that bad. It's like Join Me in Death or some fucking God uh, Gothy <laughs> fucking some shit. I don't know. No, but, no. Yeah, <laughs> they had a moment. Well. I'm I'm definitely gonna gonna yeah. pick a song that's gonna be in somebody's top. I would imagine, maybe not. Uh, you know, God, I'm like leaving some shit out, but uh, I think I'm gonna go. So Limp Biscuit and together. Um, I'm thinking like, yeah. <laughs> listen, Fred Durst is now he leans into the absurdity that that his universe is, and it it it's almost like digestible now. Where you're like, okay, like you get it. Back then, it, it was just so bad, and my brother had the the uh, what was that the second record, whatever it was called, with the song. And I'm like, he's got DJ Premier and Method Man on a fucking song, mm-hmm. and like Method Man and DJ Premier are so good that like I excused Fred Durst's rapping on this, but like mm-hmm. now in retrospect, it's atrocious. But yeah. you know when you listen to it, it's it, it it's like yo DJ Premier blessed him with. This shit, uh-huh. yeah, you know, like, uh, so yeah, that's that's my. Did Primo one. ever do uh that song on one of his YouTube channel? Oh you know, no, talks about I, the track. Yeah, uh, I don't think. I'd, I'd so. be curious to hear about that one, but uh, yeah, there was a nut. Speaking of that too, not to jump in, but uh, do you were there was a song with Eminem and Fred Durst, "Turn Me Loose" on the Slim Shady EP. It wasn't on. It's not on one of like the full records. It was. It's just those two. It's got a great fucking track before. It's not even on Spotify right now. You can find it on YouTube. I don't even remember where I heard it some, on some fucking late night radio when I or maybe yeah. that's Stretch Armstrong, but I don't remember where it was. But it's on YouTube, and yeah, it's called "Turn Me Loose." It's not that bad. Yeah, and that's for Fred Durst. If you can get not that bad, I so it was it was between <laughs> this or or Counterfeit. Counterfeit off of Three Dollar Bill, y'all was a right. pretty like when that record came out. Even the faith cover was fine because there was something like we I think is 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 people that loved hip hop and rock music. We always wanted that marriage that for the most part could never happen. It just right. it just could never happen. It it just doesn't really ever make sense. Like like um Rage, Rage Against the Machine. Rage was it. Rage was it. Yeah. So like uh-huh. it's like, oh, I want to like mix these two things, but it just never at a certain point, I'm like, you know what? Like, we don't like you don't need to mix it. Stop. But, you know, they tried. And when that record came out, you're like, oh, cool. Counterfeit. And there's a DJ. And you're like, oh, DJ Lethal. But then as time goes on, like, I mean, you like it's just so bad. Like, it's so like I pack a chainsaw. <laughs> I'll skin your ass. Ro- like, yeah, it's just so <laughs> fucking goddamn bad. But shout out that baseline to Nookie ain't bad either. Yeah. yeah. The base the baseline. Yeah. Stick it up. you, Yeah. 
Wait till you guys hear my new metal band. It's going to blow the doors off everyone. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. uh, So my number four, uh, similar situation, I guess. Uh, I'll set the stage for this one. So the year is 1992. We're on a a school trip. We're in the bus, probably going to fucking Vanderbilt Planetarium or some shit. Mm. Bunch of girls in the back gathered around the boombox. One of them tosses a cassette single in. And it's this uh, this hip hop tune with some reggae vocals. Oh, I know. And yeah. I, then I then I come to realize that's not a Jamaican guy singing. Yep. That's a white guy from Canada. Oh. Informer. Yeah. Snow. Yeah. Good yeah. one. That's a good one. Undeniable. That's a good. Yeah. That is a good. Do you guys one. remember when they yeah. used to play this video on MTV with the captions yeah. going by yes. of the lyrics? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's a good one. Wow. It'd go by like a mile a minute. And no one <laughs> that knew, is a no, good one. No one could even like do the I like it boom boom down. Boom, boom, mm-hmm. down. Like, yeah. Wow. How did how did we uh, miss that one? I knew we were gonna miss Jim, one. Mm-hmm. Jim Carrey did a great parody of it as sure well. Did. Yeah. I wonder this, and, al- uh, this also reminds me of the back to the Predaporte soundtrack in my father's CDs with Aini Kamozi's Here Come the Hot Star. Yes. <laughs> <That's> another, yeah. <laughs> very nice yeah. wow yes yo when you know we all remember those parties and certain you know like that mixture you know was banging back then like the the hot step of stuff the flex like uh um like fucking super cat, super cat was like that. big like yeah. you play yeah. that some girl was humping your leg immediately mad lion for yeah. Sure. yeah oh that's the shit mad lion <laughs> yeah it was so yeah. good yeah 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 you mix it in but that's that's a good one snow and shan never did turn in informer so shout out to him nope <laughs> <laughs> all right we're up to number three home number stretch three okay this one goes to a uh an album called blood sugar sex magic red hot chili peppers the song is suck my kiss the uh <laughs> red hot chili peppers are quite a divisive band in that most people think that like they're a solid fucking tight band because they are, but what the fuck is Anthony Kiedis doing ever? <laughs> and th- <laughs> this song and this album are a perfect example of that. He is at his fucking horniest in this album. And if you go on YouTube and watch that documentary of them recording this in that house with Rick Love Rubin, it, yeah, there is some shit that they would get canceled in a minute for talking about in this. They have a song called Breaking the Girl. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> give, give to me sweet sacred bliss. That mouth was made to suck my kiss. <laughs> it is an infectious Steve. riff. It is an infectious groove. Something tells me it wasn't kiss originally. No, suck my dick. You think it was? And Rick Rubin was like, "Hey guys, little note here." <laughs> oh, I'm gonna make a uh-huh. suggestion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he comes in like you know, fucking yoga style on a couch, barefoot. Ah, uh, this lyric here. Can what can mm-hmm. we change it to? Stroking his beard. Yeah, <laughs> I love that song. Uh, I love that album. I really do sure. that. I, it's you know that record. When I listen to it, like I never really think of anything that he's saying. Like I, I could fucking. <laughs> I don't know. I why. never do. I like I it like just like sonically like I've EQ'd that part of their songs out when I listen to them almost, you know, mm-hmm. I know all the words like I know. So I feel mm-hmm. like Hit Parader had all the lyrics to the songs around that era. And I that that I would read the the the, you know, all the lyrics at the end. And for some reason, 
Give It Away and Suck My Kiss were in the back and, and they just stuck with me. Now, when I listen to them, I remember every fucking word. But like, it's so, like, what the fuck is he saying on Give It Away? I don't even know because it's just like, it, it, it's just what rambling. he's got. He's got to give it, nonsense. put it in here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Bob Marley, something, 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 something. Poet and a prophet. Yeah. Bob Marley, show me how. To, yeah. But like, just imagine being like that i mean i guess he did something but like you know he's he's he, he's he's the the meg white of vocalist basically yeah he's got some of that i mean listen okay. you know i'm a david lee roth guy that's my dude and stuff but he's got that david lee roth like shabba-dabba-dabba-dabba like <laughs> yeah. nonsense coming out uh, of his mouth and shabba shit in california yeah. yeah but dave's just a little more charming about it i guess it's uh-huh. all personality yeah very little skill. Yeah. It's like the yeah. white the white pootie tang, basically. I, I will also employ everyone to watch their performances on Saturday Night Live after this album came out, where John Frashanti uh gets he, he not he gets kicked over by Anthony Kiedis during the first song. So when they do under the bridge for the second song, uh John Frashanti fucking intentionally fucks the song up and plays it weird and yep. steps all over the parts Anthony Keat is supposed to sing on. And when it comes time for him to do his backup vocals, he just fucking screams. <laughs> it is hilarious to watch and he looks fucking miserable. And he apparently left the band the next day, but had to yeah, wow. do that like contractually or something like that. In all fairness, he did leave to do heroin. So I right, mean, it was but in all fairness, point. he probably did heroin that day, before, you know, of the show sure. and before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he wanted he wanted to continue. Uh huh. Shouts to John Frusciante for making all the money for writing all the songs and just kind of coming and going as he pleases <laughs> over the true. years. Yeah, yeah. he's like I'm a, he's I'm got a, the fucking I'm a dip gig. out. Uh-huh. I'm a dip out on this. Making money from them playing his songs. Oh, and a profit. Truly. Hey, Brian, number three. Um, I got the Antwerp. Um, two uh, songs. Now, I know they got accused of some shit. I heard it. I don't think I think that all backed off and shit. So any, I'm not saying nothing about any of that crap. But the Antwerp is a band that uh, I doesn't make any sense that I, I would be even remotely interested or enjoy anything about their music, but for something about it, fucking some of the songs, two in particular, Ugly Boy that uses the Aphex Twin. I'm a big Aphex Twin fan, so that sample, you know, hit me right away. And Baby's on Fire. Any songs that feature Yolandi, I'm a sucker for. And uh, hopefully their accusations aren't true, but uh, that's my mm. shit. From what I remember, some pretty rough accusations. Yeah. Well, I kept looking. I was like, because I never found out that they went to court, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Or yeah. they backed off or they pulled and the charges got dropped. I heard they're not nice people, but I can't deny that I like the fucking these songs. Yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of being ig- <laughs> of being ignorant like me. I don't give a shit about things like that. Yep. I'll, I'll fucking play the fuck out of anything. <laughs> Still rocking screwdriver. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. So, you, <laughs> screwdriver at number three. You want to know? Yeah. You want to know? I, I was gonna make that joke, and I was like, ah, you know, it's not Red River. I can't fuck around like that. So I'm glad you made that joke, John. Thank you very much. <laughs> and who did I? Who did I say that to? I said it to someone today. Oh, I said it to Neil last night when we had dinner. I was like, oh, I'm gonna do this podcast. I'm gonna throw a screwdriver in there. Um. All right. So you're in Lindenhurst right now, man. It's- that's it. I'm letting it fly. <laughs> Um. All right. So my number three. I'm gonna switch my number three because it, it, 
I added in Limp Bizkit because I had to. Originally, I had Jason Derulo, but fuck that guy. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Jay Guile centerfold, man. Like, Oh, yeah. I fucking oh. love that fucking nice song. One. Yeah, the milk-filled fucking... Uh, I remember pop-up video told me that the snare drum was filled with milk to do that shot where it looked like fucking shit. You know what I mean? Oh, no, no. I when he hits... That. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I love pop-up <laughs> video. That that was... I mean, what a great show. I'd watch that. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, man, just fantastic. Anytime you hear this song, I, I would love for Cover Me Bad to to do it because it's 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 so ridiculous. And people like on paper, if you see it, you're like, this is corny as fuck. But by the time that first chorus hit, you know, comes around, you get you, you, you're moving, you know, your hips are moving. You're like, I mean, you know, you want to just get crazy. And uh, it's just a banger of a song. <laughs> but it's, I, I don't know what else. Oh, Love Stinks is the other thing. But like, that's all yeah. right. Uh, shout out to the wedding singer on that one. But Centerfold yeah. is is just uh, a fucking classic song that I don't think gets enough love. And uh, if I put this on in the car, my friends would tell me to shut the fuck up and change. <laughs> Maybe a little misogynist. Is it? By today's standards. Yeah. You know, yeah, I don't remember. I, don't I think it's like self-deprecation in that he doesn't actually have a girl and his angel is someone in a magazine. It's not a real fucking person. Maybe I'm reading that wrong. Yeah, I don't not pay attention <laughs> to that whatsoever. I don't have any idea. <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, listen. Yeah, no idea. It's slut shaming, you guys. Come listen, on. Listen, uh, like I said, at the end of the day, if I could listen to fucking, you know, uh, Mob Deep Godfather Part 3, where, like, you know, they shoot somebody out the window, I'm, I, I'm sure I could listen to some old guy singing something from the 80s. Me and Vito have a friend that was in a cover band. Shout outs to Jeremy Celesi, who played keyboard, and they did indeed do that song. And it's a perfect song for a cover band, especially one with a keyboard player, because there's a keyboard part in it that's sure. pretty upfront. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun for sure. I covered it in a band with a horn section. Oh, I didn't know that. Nice. That's cool. What band was that? Stealing Jane. Okay. All right. Yeah. You win. You win. Anyway, my number three, a band that, uh, Brian mentioned earlier, Drowning Pool. Oh no, oh, shit! But the big hit, Bodies. Something's got to give. <laughs> so catchy, Fuck so yeah. stupid, but so catchy. It's awesome. It's. I saw the. I saw these guys. I think this was before this even came out. I had never heard it before. Rest in peace, the the guy in the band, right? The, the singer, yeah, yeah. He drowned in a pool. <laughs> they. <laughs> They Folks. opened the show. There was probably like two or three bands after them, and I left the place singing the song to myself. That's how Who catchy it was. Who headlined the show that they opened, if you don't mind Finger asking. 11. Oh, of course they did. Yeah. Finger <laughs> 11? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. another band Vita likes that you might not have expected them to like. I don't even know who that is. Finger uh, 11? The first two records. Uh, their early work. They had that song that was the song that sounded like the Franz Ferdinand song, but it wasn't the Franz Ferdinand song. Paralyzer yeah. song. I'm paralyzed. I don't even fucking do, but I would sometimes mix the two on my DJ sets. Uh, I wish you would. Okay. All right. All right. As one does. And also, when I used to DJ at uh, Ollie's Point, they would have Jello wrestling sometimes, and I would always play the song. Mm. Well, how was the misogyny uh, during that? Uh... Mm. Yeah. It was thick. <laughs> A plus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That drowning drowning pool, that guy's died like right after this shit, like soon after, like, yeah. What a Jesus. That sucks. I know, right? I mean, right. what are the chances that Especially you become his bandmates? Like, dude, 
Yeah. It's a Brad Noel situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Brett. Yeah, thing. totally. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I'm glad I threw them at the end. You know, once again, every band that sounds like Sublime, I can't take except Sublime. I'm like, Karen will put on like 40 ounces of freedom. I'm like, that's pretty good. Let me ask this, though. Who actually sounds like Sublime besides Sublime and that band Pepper? Oh, yes. They're the one that actually sounds straight up like Sublime. To me, like, there's like the... Socks and sandals, Long Island Beach Kid, which is fucking huge. <laughs> and they all have yeah. the Bob Marley Legends CD, and they all like yeah. 311, and they all like Sublime. But to me, Sublime is one of those uniquely their own kind of thing. Like they're blending hip hop and reggae and punk rock. And 311, I think, probably actually says that they do that in many songs, but they don't really do that. <laughs> you no. know? It's rap metal. I th- yeah, I think so. Sublime for me, like it's just the songwriting. Uh, his his melodies were fucking yep. phenomenal. Uh-huh. Like just really good stuff. And even with like the ska stuff that I'm not like too crazy about, like um, it it, it worked. I, f- I feel like his his talents and his powers were beyond his like understanding of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, if he would have done another record, it would have been interesting. Um, because apparently they were not a good live band ever which i guess makes sense because he was a functioning heroin addict for most of his adult life (laughs) well he would have been probably on like uh you know a reality show by now trying to sober up uh next to like steven Steven adler (laughs) and the guy from crazy town yo shout out to him that's my that's my number one ah no it's not Good pick, though. That's an honorable mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a sample of a Chili Peppers song, though, right? The bass line in that? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There's the other one with Paul Oakenfold, which is pretty good, too. Oakenfold. I've heard that one. The Starry Eyed Surprise song. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Guy's spitting fire on that record. Yo, when when Shifty Shell Shocked. Like when some, I guess he posted like it was like Guitar Center or something. He was like doing the acoustic version of Butterfly. Like he just shit oh, yeah. and they were like, "Sir, can we help you with anything?" Yeah, <laughs> I, are I, you gonna I, buy something? I got you a, to you guy a guarantee for, on that. You had to ask yeah. the guy for cable. I got, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find this clip. But he bought a cable so he could use it. I know the one you're talking about, but yeah, it's. It's just like I thought it was fake. And then because I didn't realize it was him. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's just like, listen, at the end of the day, like I said, if I wish my band had one hit single. So for me, yeah. talking shit on him is whatever. But yeah, uh, drugs are, are bad, apparently. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. OK, uh, John, number two. Uh, this one is going to be, uh, ain't it fun by Paramore? I guess people would not expect me to be a fan of Paramore, but, uh, and I wasn't, but something about this song, it's an earworm and there's some groove in it. And that girl can fucking sing her little ass off. I'll tell Good. you that much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. Paramore's got tracks, dude. Mm-hmm. I, I did. I've been I, playing their burning down the house cover nonstop yes. lately. And that fucking is a banger too. I had no idea, and Karen sent it to me. She's like, uh, I, so they played at J- Jason Festival, and we saw them, uh, but I, I didn't really give a fuck. Like, they were playing, and my friend Keith was like, I want to see Paramore, and bless their hearts. I just wanted to, they were the last uh-huh. band, so I was like, yeah. I want to go back to the hotel. But we watched some of them. Uh, but, yeah, she sent me the Burning Down the House cover, which was fucking awesome. And then, like, yeah, yeah. 
they cover a failure song. So like, you know, they're, yeah. they're very in tune and she's really good. So yeah. 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 Undeniable. Brian, number two. <laughs> uh, I got level 42, something about you. Oh yeah. Um, from the eighties there. Uh, not, you know, not a song I feel guilty about at all. This but falls into the camp where like people don't realize how much I love this song. I remember seeing the video and how, Remember how ugly the singer was? And I was like, yeah, you don't. That was that era MTV <laughs> where some ugly guys were still hanging on, like Christopher yeah. Cross. Like yeah, nobody knew what Christopher Cross looked like, and then all of a sudden they're like, whoa, like that's the that's the sailing guy. But anyway, <laughs> weird looking ugly motherfucker with his bass all up here. But goddamn, what a great song! Perfectly recorded, great chorus. The vocal, the harmonies, amazing. The bass playing, amazing. It's uh, it's Slap a perfect, bass, perfect pop record. There, there was that little you know bit of time where ugly people did you know <laughs> hold on to MTV, and then they got phased out once MTV yep. started really popping off because they're like, we, we can't have the guys from Autograph in a video. It's just not gonna work whatsoever. These guys just, well, we'll just we need more Runaway or this Bon Jovi guy with yeah. his little tattoo. Uh-huh. I, I wanted to interject my Chris Christopher Cross story is going back to my father working at the airport when I was in first grade. He met uh, I I'm it might have been Carl Wilson, but one of the Wilsons from the Beach Boys came through the airport, met my father. My father helped him out however he had to. And he had left a message on our answering machine saying, like, I got you guys tickets, you know, to our show at Jones Beach this weekend. Bring your family four tickets, whatever reason, I think my parents had to go to a wedding, but I went with my aunt and my cousins and uh, they told me crisscross was opening. And I was like, sick fucking crisscross. (laughs) This is the best. Like I'm in first grade jump just came out. It was not crisscross. It was crisscross. Oh, Oh, (laughs) your pants on backwards and everything. (laughs) I got to go back to the bathroom and turn my pants around. Yeah. That wow. is hilarious because it didn't even dawn on me that you said crisscross uh-huh. would fucking yeah. Inside my yeah. That's yeah, the Mac hilarious. Daddy and the Daddy Mac did not open for the Beach Boys. Oh. <laughs> wow, that would that was great, cool though. getting free tickets though. Would your dad score him a bag or something? Like what Fourth the fuck did your dad hook seats, him up with? You know? <laughs> I think he might have just helped them like get through the airport as if you know the Beach Boys would have been mobbed by people at JFK in 1990. Coke <laughs> Kokomo was just calming down. Uh-huh. Kokomo was bubbling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, speaking of ugly people on TV, is this going to be video or audio or both? Audio, no, just audio. Good. Okay, yeah. good. All right, all right. Sam, number two. Uh, Sam okay. asked at the hour thirty mark. So I'm like, well, you're gonna have to. You can't use this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. So everyone remembers Willow Smith with that hair back and forth, whatever the mm-hmm. fuck that yeah. show is. So she has a band called The Anxiety, and they have a song called Meet Me at uh, the Place. Uh, and it's one of, like, it was my favorite song of, like, two years ago, I guess 2021, 22. Um, just, wow, what a fucking, like, it, it, she does it with this guy. I think his name's Justin. Let me, let me just pull it up real quick, because it's a fucking absolutely amazing song. Uh, Meet Me at Our Spot. And uh, I guess, yeah, the guy, Tyler Cole is the guy that she does a song with. It's it, it starts off and it almost sounds like a salty salute by Guided by Voices. It's like the, the bass. And in the live video, it's I think it's Prince's bass player that, that, that does it. 
Uh, and it's just uh, two and a half minutes on with like the best melodies and the best harmonies that you'll hear in like the last five years, I think. And it's just unbelievable. But you would never know. It's like, all right, here's Will and Jada's kid. And after her, whatever pop stuff that she was doing with, you know, uh, but yeah, killer. The anxiety. So, so she's doing indie rock now? It sounds it. Yeah. It, but it's like, it's like a, you'll hear it. I mean, if you heard the song, you might have already heard it. Maybe you don't know by name Maybe. and stuff. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's my number two. Also, shout out to Jada on the uh, new metal front. Yeah. Oh, wicked wisdom. Yeah. wisdom yeah. I always thought it was funny that they named their daughter after their father and their son after yeah. their mother. <laughs> Look how that that had, that had a couple of guys from Fishbone in it, I think, right? The back in her back in band then. I want to say there I was mean, that, two that guys. Makes sense, but... Yeah. <laughs> they were at they an Oz fest I went to or something. <laughs> I yeah, never no, I, I never know. put that I never put that together. Jaden and Willow. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I there's something, you know, like I'm the third Sam, and anytime you know, people. Well, you you got to name your son Karen now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh-huh. Uh, when when I don't have him, I will uh, definitely Boy, Samantha. Uh, but yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Just the passing down of names is like so funny. It's like who gives a shit? <laughs> Italians. Ita- Italians very much so. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like an Anthony Jr. to me. He looks like an Anthony Jr. <laughs> okay, uh, my number two, it's already been said, Higher by Creed. Mm. Oh, wow. Mm. Only wow. thing I could add to this is I got this album for Christmas that year. And I, I got a free promo copy play. of it when we worked at Sam Goody together. Oh, nice. Mm. That was that same Christmas, I think. It yeah. was. <laughs> When, when uh, Blue from Eiffel 65 came out and that shit was... And the Andrea Bocelli Christmas CD and Supernatural by Santana. Oh, shit. <laughs> and like now 11, uh-huh. I think, was was out. Wow. And sa- Sound Bombing <laughs> too, because I got Noel in that for his birthday. That uh, <laughs> oh, that was fucking legendary sound. Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> there was one guy who came in one night and he asked me to recommend like the heaviest thing I could recommend and I gave him Chaos AD. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So... I like to think I changed that guy's life. Nice. I mean, that's a good good choice. Yeah. If you're going to like, I mean, as soon as you hear like resist, refuse, you're just like, Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Sounds like war. Love it. War for territory. War for territory. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That brings us to our number ones. Yeah. Exciting. John, you're up. Okay. (laughs) Uh, yeah, drum roll, please. My number one, a bit anticlimactic. This is a band that I saw open for 311 with Vito. Uh, Grammy award-winning song from Hoobastank. The song is The Reason. This is the cheesiest fucking song of all time. I'm sure it bought them all houses as it's a fucking uh, super banger. I don't know why, but something about its simplicity hits with me. And I, I don't know. Hoobastank's probably the worst band name in the world. They were not good when we saw them. I don't know who would have expected punchline name. Right. But I mean, besides Nickelback, but you know, Nickelback earned that in a very different way, but yeah. Who was that? What's the Stuba song Tank, called? The raisin? the raisin, the reason, the reason, yeah. the ra- the raisin. Oh, the re- I just said the raisin. I was like, what the fuck? I never heard the raisin of is you. And the raisin <laughs> is you. Uh-huh. And the raisin is you. It's great. Yeah. If they were smart, they would have brought back the California raisins to do that in the commercial. <laughs> that hey, you talking, kid. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. 
Give this man a job. There's a, there's a movie about Will Vinton Animation Studios, the guy who created the California Raisins and did a lot of the claymation in the 80s called Clay Dream. I suggest everybody check out. And it's a story about how he created that animation studio and Phil Knight from Nike fucking stole it from him to give it to his son and fired him. Wow. <laughs> very, very good watch. Is that the guy from Air? Yeah, well, yeah, yes, yeah. the guy, the guy from Air, <laughs> famously from the movie Air, not from Nike. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Yeah. Is it is it better or worse than Hated with Gigi Allen? Uh better in quality. Okay. Apples and oranges. Fidelity, <laughs> yes, apples and literal shitty oranges. Yeah. Okay. Yo, I when I had like the extended version because like that's what you do when you go to Kim's video. And uh, I, mm. I just like I'll never get the vision of like that last show that, that Gigi Allen played. Him walking like around the neighborhood outside of that gas station forever. Covered in shit. <laughs> and that, like the the people holding the baby. And <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, all that. But before he walked outside, there was a guy that looked like the like the 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 guy. Uh, just he was like just some guy and and Gigi was singing and then this guy decides to like finger his asshole while he's singing mm. and Gigi's eyes roll in the back of his head and maybe I just wasn't ready for something that heavy at that age but uh yeah. I still can't get like I can't get that out of my head it was just very traumatic so shout out to that DVD if you I'm sure you've listened to that podcast turned out a punk with Damien Abraham from Fox absolutely Up. yeah Sure. The episode with that actress, Sarah Burns, who's from Long Island, she was at that show and tells a very funny story about being at that show. Oh, I got to check that out. I had no nice. idea. Yeah, yeah. I'm on that. Sure. John's coming with the Rex tonight. I'm I saving that right now. I like stuff. I <laughs> okay, Brian, you're up. Number one. Okay. You know, this might, I said I wasn't ranking them before, but this probably would be the most embarrassing thing. Like that, you'd be surprised that I like, but I caught, I don't know why I saw this on YouTube one night. I pressed play, but that chick, that Cash Me Outside chick, Bad Baby or whatever. <laughs> yes. This song, Baby Bad, Face Savage. Yeah. <laughs> Baby Face Savage. The beat, it's not really her, okay? The, the beat is so goddamn banging, dark as fuck. I don't know who the producer is, probably. Little Nyquil, a little fentanyl, or whatever the fuck made it. I don't know. One of the, one of the orphanage rappers, some yeah. shit like that, with shit drawn all over his face. I don't know, <laughs> but I defy anybody who likes hip hop and fucks with like a booming bass line and beat that won't say this shit fucking bangs. I'm telling you, wow. I mean, you really floored me with that one. That's a good one. That's Listen good to one. it. I know you're gonna fuck with it, Sam. And by I mean fuck with it, like I just thought of it while we were making this list. Like I ain't like playing, <laughs> driving around, bumping it all the time. But I mean, she's a trash bag of a person. Like the fact that she exists. But hey, God bless her for fucking running with whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah, she's doing very well apparently with her OnlyFans. I mean, you know, she's so, uh, she's definitely doing better than me. That's true. She's, yeah, she, she's <laughs> in a movie coming out tomorrow that I'm probably going to see called Drugstore June with a bunch of comedians that I like. Really? really? Oh. Yeah. I had no idea. I didn't even hear this movie. Anytime I hear someone mention a movie I've never heard of, I get offended. Bad baby, is there anything you can't do? Yeah. 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 Sky's the limit. Very very nice. Okay, Sam. Uh, My number one is a band uh, 
called Mr. Big. And they have a song that's not to be with you. But they have a song called Green Tinted 60s Mind, which is one of the greatest songs I've ever heard in my life. Uh, I fucking love the fucking shit out of it. If a pop star like Taylor Swift or uh, I, I don't know, whoever, uh, Billie Eilish covers, if they were to cover this song, it would be the hugest song on the planet. It's just very well written. Um, it's just great. It's just one of the, the best songs I've ever heard. And, uh, you know, it's it's something that people always remember to be with you. I think that's mm-hmm. the only thing that anyone remembers of Mr. Big. Uh, this was uh, maybe the first single that they put out or second from uh, Lean Into It. <clears throat> and it's it's fucking fantastic. I fucking love it and I couldn't recommend it more. And I can't wait to put it on a playlist so then everyone listening to this could be like, this fucking fat fuck does not know what he's talking about. <laughs> I think Be With you, you is the second single, right? Then there was it might the, it might it might have been the third. So there was like uh, I think it was like Don't Break My Heart, uh Green Tinted Sixties Mine, and then uh, To Be With You might have been like the Okay, because I was gonna say, wasn't there like a heavier one? Because sometimes they do that. They put out the because they got two shredders in the band. So like fellas, yeah, uh-huh. look at the shredders, but then they're like they yeah. got the late to be with you for the ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, <laughs> Billy Sheehan on bass, right? Yeah, so they they, yeah. they just they just played Patchwork Theater. Um, yes, and I went to go on see their them. last tour. <laughs> yeah, well, I I believe it. I believe it for yeah. sure. So, um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It was cool. So, shout out to nice. Them. Also, I don't know if the recording exists somewhere, but John also did a very funny solo cover of "To Be With You." I did for our friend James when he had his leg amputated. Scott Jabo recorded it. Wow. I also recorded Glycerine in that session. Karen has heard these. You can ask her about this. But... Okay. Um, wow, that's interesting. What happened to his leg? Uh, he had cancer and had to have his leg amputated. God damn. Brutal. Yeah. You nailed that solo, though, I remember. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Those little harmonics at the end make it all, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> when he plucks that uh-huh. string at the end. I know Paul Gilbert, but I sure as hell tried. No. <laughs> no, but who is you know no. <laughs> going back to sublime that meme i love where they're like i could play a guitar like motherfucking riot and then you hear mm-hmm. what it's got <laughs> those three notes that's what that reminds mm-hmm. me of. all right my number one it was a hit for a reason and uh it came and went ice ice baby oh uh, yeah good one number one Every time it comes on, I know every word. And you know, it, you know, you know it's not the same as under pressure. <laughs> no, it's that little bitty yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That is my it's favorite video. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, and listening back to it, you know, I was like nine when this came out, and I'm singing along to like shells and grab my nine and mm-hmm. fucking um i had no idea what that shit meant when i was nine neither, neither, neither did he <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh-huh. but you know what were his worst offenses as a rapper he put on a persona and he sampled a song like every other rapper he just happened to be white yeah and have the first number one rap he's, single he's ever. killing your play he's killing your brain he, like a poisonous mushroom <laughs> yeah i think that's what it is yeah, so he he basically you know crawled so everyone else could walk there is basically mm-hmm. what happened. <laughs> yeah, sure. never forget, never uh-huh. forget. Oh. You know, I listen. I I wanted to hate it when it first came out because you know I was, uh, you know, it, it was either or. It's like, all right, you're not injustice for all. Fuck this guy, blah blah blah. 
And then, yeah. um, yeah, and then you know, in Living Color had the parody. You know, that he was just yeah. like an ongoing joke. And when you really hear the song, you're like, it's pretty good. I like it. Like you hear, you're Next like, thing oh, you know, yeah. you got shaved part of your yeah. shaved lines <laughs> in your eyebrow. Yeah, got the steps going on. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Next thing you know, you're 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 basically in a, a movie called Cool as Ice, and uh, uh-huh. drop that zero and we get with the hero. What <laughs> side did you take in the Hammer Vanilla Ice beef on who was a better <laughs> dancer? I was all what Hammer. Team were you? Yeah. Oh, hammer, Team sure. hammer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Here come the hammer for sure. <laughs> Who had more ridiculous pants? <laughs> all all, all of them. Yeah. And that was okay. that as was the fashion when I was in first grade to either wear sure. your backward shirt like Chris Cross or the MC Hammer pants. But I it's weird to think about like <laughs> I didn't know fucking hip hop or rap back then, you know? But there mm. was much better shit going on than that. <laughs> yeah. Sure. That was like the e- the easiest, lightest of you know rap at the time. Oh, yeah. Also, my favorite rap beef story of all time is when MC Hammer put a hit out on third base. Yes, that's, that's a good one. That's very fucking insane. Very funny. legend. And I'll tell you this, you know, uh, those two for, uh, third base records aged great. They sound amazing. Yeah. Sam Sever on the production. I mean, it's just very good stuff. I mean, obviously, MC Search sometimes can, you know be slightly corny all right whatever mm-hmm. but pete pete nice is just man he's a fucking monster man like i i fucking love that shit i still follow sam sever on instagram and he's uh you know i love him good shit well that wraps it up cool so uh we'll we'll put out a playlist of all our picks and uh you know to make sure nobody ever takes our taste seriously <laughs> ever again <laughs> now that was fun to think of these you know a lot of shit yeah, i haven't yeah. thought about in a while that was Thanks for having us, man. Yeah, thanks. yeah, man. So, um, it's at Red River Podcasts on the Instagram and all that. I think there's a couple of underscores there. I mean, it doesn't really matter. But look them up. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're on Facebook. Join the group. We talk dumb shit all the time. You know, that's right. Yeah. If you like silly things, also check out Sam's band playing dead. I might have played drums on one of their EPs. Oh, you did. That's right. I, hmm. Yeah, yeah. We we brought you up. I forgot because we were playing one of the songs and i was like oh yeah Vito played this shit that's why that's why it sounds good that's it <laughs> all right guys thanks so much yeah man thanks so- guys <laughs> <laughs>